Good morning, church. Um, I'll also make mention of a couple other announcements. Um, uh, the 15th of July, someone say 15th of July. Um, that is coming up real soon. This is for all those who are on a team or who want to be on, on a team. We have a morning for all of you. And uh, that would be great for you to attend and hear more about um, the next phase of uh, the ministry. Of course, uh, Evie just said it, you know, imagine, you know, we are stepping over into the second half of the year, which is exciting. We got uh, much planned and much to share. And so it'll be a time of strengthening, connection, fellowship, and sharpening. So that's all volunteers the 15th of July in the morning. And so come at 10 a.m. for that and we won't keep you all day it's just approximately two hours and that's going to be that's going to be awesome and then also calling all youth we made this announcement last week but the 22nd of july is the youth uh, barbecue uh, promises have been made and we we keep promises you know so they promise when when i say they they being the uh, youth leaders of the ministry they're giving me big uh, pearly white smiles uh, this morning but you promise music Games, fun, food. I mean, you don't want to miss it. Everyone likes a good barbecue, amen? And so uh, you don't want to miss that at all. Hey, turn your bibles. We, we're going to continue our worship this morning with our, with our giving. Turn, turn your bibles, if you will, for a few minutes uh, to Philippians chapter 4. Uh, Philippians chapter 4, verses 10. I'm going to read a few verses. It says, I rejoice in the Lord greatly. Anyone got a, you know, a great uh, song of praise in your heart this morning? Come on. Uh, Paul did. He said, I rejoice in the Lord greatly um, that now at last your care for me has flourished again, though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Notice this. He said, verse 11, not that I speak in regard to need, not that I, one translation says, not that I speak to you, not that I speak to you in regard to, to need, um, but he said, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. Amen. Now, I'll, that jumped out when I was like praying, praying earlier this week. Paul said, not that I speak in regard to need or that I speak to you in regard to my need. And this came, and I wrote this down. It is important that we don't go crying, speaking to everybody else about our needs amen that's an indication of where our source is how many know you speak to God about stuff amen and of course you know we're there to help one another that's what the church is we're there to connect and help and you know um, look after each other if one rejoices you know uh, then we all rejoice you know when the Man City fans shout about their team winning the treble then uh, sadly me and Femi join in and just rejoice with them but when when we weep I don't know why the Man City fans don't weep with us who weep but um, you know how many know that's scriptural also amen we, we rejoice with those who rejoice and we weep with those who, who weep. But it's very important, where are your eyes? Where, where are your eyes? He said, not that I speak to you in regard to the need. It's important that we don't go crying and speaking to everybody else about the need. Because whoever you call upon to address a need in your life, immediately you will become limited by what they can do. You cap what can be done in your life by who you look, look to aid you in life. Can I have a big amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Now, another scripture here. Psalms, uh, Psalms, Psalms 18. 
Psalms 18 verse, verse 1. David wrote this when he was in trouble and wanted out. Anyone ever been in trouble and you wanted out? Anyone else been in trouble and you just wanted out? Well, notice what, notice, notice how the Psalms David, and he's a guy who had a heart after God. I mean, his, his face was like a flint to, to, to seek the Lord. And, and he said this, I, I, I love you. I will love you, O Lord, my strength. I love you, Lord, you're my strength. He said, the Lord is my rock and my fortress. He's, he's my deliverer. My God, my strength in whom I trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. And he said this, verse 3, I will call upon the Lord. Amen. Who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from my enemies. Notice verse 4, in my distress. In other words, when he was tight, when I was limited, when I felt like uh, just immobilized, I called upon the Lord and cried out to the Lord, to my God. And then verse 7, look at this. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations of the hills also quaked and were shaken because he was angry. Can I tell you something? God gets angry at what is keeping you limited and tied up and tight. God gets vexed at stuff that keeps you limited. I don't know, we have a compassionate God. There is a, there is a holy anger that God, God take, if it matters, I keep on saying it, I don't know how many times, I've lost count how many times I've said this, but if it matters to you, it matters to God. And it moves Him. I said it, it moves Him when you are limited and it's like a cap is being placed on your life. He said, but I, but I hear you when you call to me. When you regard me as your strength. This is God speaking, you know. And this is what he said. He said, the Lord is my strength. He's my rock. He's my fortress. He's my deliverer. He's the one who I call upon. He's my stronghold. I call upon him who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I don't, know, I don't know what enemies have popped up in your life and, you know, um, just tried to keep you limited. But God sees it. And your God, your, your fortress, your mighty deliverer, he, he pays close attention to that. And he says, that angers me because it, you matter to me. You know, we, we, you can go ahead and, you know, prepare your offerings. You know, you don't have to give. You can go on your, your app and do this. Um, there's three ways you can give. You can give in church. The team at the back will support you if you want to give uh, via the, the machine. Um, or you can give uh, online in the building or online uh, at faithlifecenter.com forward slash give. But as you're processing your giving, uh, giving this morning, I want to say this, that, you know, it matters God sees what you're dealing with. And tonight, I, I, you know, tonight's going to be, it's going to be a good night. Amen. 6 p.m., uh, Freedom Night. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And I guarantee it, the Spirit of God's going to be here because we're coming in the name of the Lord. Amen. And He's going to be in the midst of us. And, um, but I, I, I was praying and uh, yesterday specifically about it. Um, and uh, I just felt, you know, pains, like real pains are going to be dealt with tonight physical pains you got pain in your body somewhere man pains dealt with come on somebody 
I said pains dealt with, uh, emotional pains dealt with, pains that, um, you know, that you've struggled to forget, dealt with. I, I, I've seen it. I've seen the, the acts lead to the root of physical issues tonight. Someone say, yes, Lord. Amen, Lord. I see it. I just see the acts being laid to the root of issues. Pains. I see it. Never to be the same again. And even in this arena of finances, Father, I thank you. That, Lord, there is a turning. That's been coming up a little bit. You, you, I just sensed it when you were exhorting and we were worshiping. I just to turn around in Jesus' name. Turn around is right around the corner. And I've turned. Someone else say it. I've turned. And so, uh, hello, turn around. I welcome turn around. Amen. And so, Father, we want to thank you for turnaround. We want to thank you for turning bodies, turning sorrows into, into joy. And we want to thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in the life of every person in this place. Thank you, Father. Thank you, turning financial situations where, where uh, they're being in a troubling situation at work. Ah, just, just aggro. It's like it, just things are just aggravating them. Father, I thank you for a change in the right direction in the name of Jesus. Like you've done it for so many in this room who could get up and testify. You grabbed us by the shoulders, turned us around and set us on course. Father, I thank you. You're moving in people's lives, in their families, in their finances, in their businesses. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. We love you. We love you for what you're doing. Amen. And, And all God's people said, amen. Amen. We release a garrison of angels. Right now, in the name of Jesus, for all those who are here and family members who aren't here, and those family members who, who, uh, who are just not present this morning, Father, we release a garrison of angels of protection. Thank you, Father. Right now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Minister and spirits, you go and aid us and support. Amen. Awesome. Uh, and stewards, you can go ahead and receive the offering this morning. Um, Thank you, Tony. You can, you can go ahead and take your seat for a few minutes. I'm going to open up the scriptures before we uh, uh, have a bapt- uh, baptize a few folk. We're excited for that. We're excited for you guys to be baptized. It's, going to, it's a special morning. Amen. Um, but I'm going to continue a few things that we've been looking at from our devotion this morning. Um, and uh, I just believe that God is going to uh, surprise many people. Amen. You know, God, is, God likes surprises. Anyone else like giving surprises? You know, God's no different. You know, He likes giving people surprises. Uh, he's the wonder worker. Who believes in signs, wonders, and miracles? You know, uh, a wonder is something that makes you wonder, how could that have happened? You know, it just makes you, wow. See, God wants us to be in awe of Him, him and He displays His nature by what He does. And uh, I just thank, thank the Lord that He's working mightily in every life here. Amen. You know, in, in, um, in the last few weeks, we've been looking at uh, communion, uh, really um, the, the, the wider study that we've been looking at is the four pillars of the church, found in Acts chapter 2, verses 42. They had great power in the early church. If you read the book of Acts, you'll see that. 
great grace, great power, great miracles, great signs, great provision. I mean, great unity. There was oneness be- between the, the, the early believers. But you see also something that they did. They, they fellowshiped with one another. They realized, you know, we're on this ship together. Amen. And we're going places together. They believed in unity and we covered that. And then we looked at, you know, they took, they broke bread together. They, they took communion. And, um, and in, in, in week 22, as a, just a matter of a mini recap, I felt led to, to do this. Um, we covered something, the title of week 22's devotion was communion, a meal to remember. So we'll say a meal to remember. You know, in Psalms 103 verse, uh, verses 2, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Amen. And, and then, you know, uh, Jesus said in, in Luke 22, verses 19, it, it says that he, you know, that the account, Dr. Luke, he recorded this, that Jesus took the bread, he, he gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body, which is given for you, do this in remembrance of me. So this is a meal to remember. You know, this bread, we remember the, the broken body so that we can just, just really um, step right into it. It activates our healing physically, our wholeness. Praise God. Amen. And then we drink to remember. People in the world, they drink to forget. Anyone in your BC days, before Christ days, you used to drink to forget in your BC days. Well, uh, I'm grateful that, I, you know... I, I was not in that scene, but, but the world, they drink to forget, but, but we drink to remember. Hallelujah. That his blood was shed so that I could be forgiven. As far as the sun is from the sun, sun rises from the sunset, so far as he removed my transgressions from me. Removed it. Put my sin, your sin, in remission. Man, I, we're washed. We're blessed. We're a blessed people. Amen. We're not covered in the blood. We're totally washed and transformed by, by the blood. But notice, um, we have to remember all of his benefits. And when you do remember the benefits, it just launches you into a place of thanksgiving and prayer. You know, just thanksgiving. You know, he took the, took the elements and he gave thanks. He gave, he gave thanks. Amen. You know, thanksgiving is the language of faith. And, you know, a few years ago, I remember uh, we, we worked with this phrase, something that Dr. Jerry Seville said, he said, the depth of your praise will determine. How many know there's a depth to your praise? That it's not just surface level, but you can go deep in prayer, you can go deep in worship, you can go deep in prayer. He said, the depth of your praise will determine the magnitude of your breakthrough. So I don't know how big, well, I need a big breakthrough. Well, the depth of your praise will determine, no matter how big of a breakthrough, you may need. How many know the depth of your praise will determine the kind of level of breakthrough you'll experience? Amen. And so begin thanking Him. This is a real powerful thing. Just lifting up holy hands and saying, Father, I thank you. You can do this even right now. Father, I thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the body that was broken. Thank you. Oh, glory to God. It's not just surface. It's coming right out of your spirit. Father's still looking. He's looking for those who will worship in spirit and in truth. Amen. And then uh, week 23, we looked at, at, at the Passover meal. And uh, we saw that the Passover was an event more than just a meal. It was when the Israelites who were caught in uh, captivity for centuries 
over 400 years um, on the back of applying the blood. It broke them free from that satanic slavery. And never did they, they got out of there. Come on, they got out. And they never returned to Egypt as slaves. Come on, some of you, you got to, the Lord, he took me out and I'm never returning as a slave to sin. He took me out of sin, out of depression, out of sickness. I'm not going back to that. Amen. And when you apply the blood, it sounds very deep, and, uh, but, but it, it's how do you apply the blood? You, you, you recognize with your mouth. You speak of what the blood has done for you. Amen. His blood has washed me. His blood has sanctified me. The blood has been applied on my heart. It's, been, it, it, it's, it's on me. I'm blood washed, blood covered. Hallelujah. It speaks of better things. It speaks of my protection. And just like that death angel could not come in every household that had applied the blood of a lamb, which was a type and shadow of the lamb who was to come, death could not come in. Death cannot come in my house. And when you take this meal and you drink the juice that represents the blood and speak off the blood, thank you, Father, I apply the blood on my house. I'm protected. My house is protected. Death cannot come in. I said death cannot, it cannot, we made this phrase, death cannot cross the bloodline. It's not, sickness is not crossing it. It'll try to, but it can't get past the bloodline. Yes, thank you, Lord. In one night, their captivity was, they were, they broke through, um, no matter how long they were in, it, 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 it isn't anything for him to do what you've been believing him to do. It do it's not going to take him five seconds. God's not slow. I said, God is not slow. The Bible said, God is not slow to perform his promises. It's the devil who works with delay. There is something called demonic delay. I said, there is something called demonic delay, and you've got to overcome that. Amen. Thank you, Father. Well, then, verse tw uh, then, then week 24, we looked at communion, our covenant proclamation. And um, it says in Revelation 12, verse 11, that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimony. Someone say, I overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the, thing, the, the words of my testimony. Testin testimony. So when, when we take this, this meal, communion, it's a proclamation. It's a proclamation. Now, let me read this. Psalms 23, verse 5 to 6. It says, you prepare, a, you know this, you can, you can quote it. Won't bother me one bit if you continue reading this at the same time as I do. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my, my, my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. And what happens to my cup? My cup runs over surely. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Woo! We take communion, and we sit at that table, even in the presence, in the middle of enemies, trying to wipe you, wipe you out. And you make this pro proclamation, overflow is at the table. Provision is on the table. Healing is on the table. Amen. My peace is on the table. 
Forgiveness is on the table. Deliverance is on the table. Amen. The best blessings of God is on the table. It is time for the kingdom of, the, of this earth to be the kingdom of our God. Amen. It's time for us just to, to, to seize the day and seize in the day what God has promised for us. Amen. And uh, we, we've been given access through the blood to, to do all of this. Amen. It's, all, it's awesome. It's not only a meal that invokes, you know, memories of what Jesus has done. And, um, and it's not just something that we partake of, the blessings of God and the overflow of God and the healing of God. It, it's a meal where God restores. He restores my soul. Someone say that. He, verse 3. Psalms 23, verse 3. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Amen. And this week's devotion, as I attempt to do this in 10, 15 minutes, and this week's devotion is all, all about who, not necessarily just how. And it's about prayer. Because the early church, they gave themselves to fellowship, communion, breaking of bread, and to prayer. To prayer. Hallelujah. In Luke 12, 11, let's just turn there real fast. Luke 11. Anyone enjoying these fans that are blowing and messing up your hairstyle, but you don't care because it's hot enough to have a fan blown in your face? Who's enjoying the hot weather? I mean, who's kind of fed up and needs a break every so often? Um, it's all good. No one's complaining. Praise the Lord. Uh, here in Luke, um, uh, Luke, Luke chapter 11, it says in verse 1, Now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place, when he, when he ceased that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us, teach us to pray. They're asking, Lord, would you teach us how to pray? Um, as John also taught his disciples. And so, so Jesus answered, answered them and said, well, when you pray, um, he jumped straight into it. He said, our Father who art in heaven. He, you know, um, they're asking, give us the principles, give us the formula, tell us the hows, because how many know all other religions will, will, are very strict on the formulas and principles, and how many know there are, there are ways and the, 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 the do's and do nots to prayer, and we'll maybe just touch on some of them, um, but there is, it's all about who you're praying to. All other religions are very, very interested in, you know, what, what do I wear when I pray? What do I hold in my hand? Do I hold, you know, be, beads in my hand? What direction do I pray in? How long do I pray? What time do I pray? But he's, Jesus says, look, it's about the Father. You're asking how, but I'm asking, I'm telling you who you should be praying to first and foremost. Our Father, make it personal. This is, this is your daddy God who you can, you, you can commune with in prayer and speak to. And um, they're wanting to know all the ins and outs. Um, uh, but, but, but this is... Um, this is the foundation of prayer. You've got to know the one you're praying to. You know, when, when Paul the Apostle, um, when Saul of, of Tarsus, he was on the road to Damascus, and he was knocked off his, off his animal, his transportation, and he had an encounter with Jesus. And he asked two questions. Who are you? And what do you want me to do? They're, they're good questions. First of all, you've got to know who he is. And secondly, you've got to find out your purpose and what it is that he's called you to do. 
But the foundation is you've got to have a relate. This is the foundation of prayer. Effective prayer is understanding who you're praying to. Our, our, my, he's, first of all, he's my father. If you're part of the family of God, how many know you have access to the father in the name of Jesus? And you can pray. This is not reserved for, um, you know, just like writing is not reserved for professional writers and authors. And um, Prayer is not for the super elect, super spiritual elect. Amen. I use this example over and over again. When I I was um, dating my my girlfriend, now my wife, we, we will be celebrating 18 years, 18 years this August. On the 5th of August, um, 2005, we, we got married. But in 2004, we spent our entire year of our engagement writing one another. And, you know, I wrote her and she wrote me. I wrote her quite a lot. Uh, this is in 2004. She was in Canada. I was in the UK, started my university degree after Bible school. And um, anyway, I wrote and I wrote and I kept on writing. Um, and she keeps on reminding me that she wrote more letters than I did, but um, I wrote a lot of letters to my wife. Not because I love writing, but because I love her, the one I'm writing to. You understand what I mean? And so when people say, well, I just don't, love, I just don't like prayer, it's not, it's not a prayer issue, it's a love issue. Because if you get in love and understand who he is, you, you can't help but love him. And when you get a revelation of who he is, that he's your daddy, that he's your father, you will, you will be writing whether to him, whether, whether, you, you, whether you like writing or not. You understand what I mean? And so when Evie's letter came in with the, with the, uh, with the other post, how many know I didn't open my, my electricity bill uh, first before I opened the letter? The first thing I opened, the first thing I read was the letter that Evie sent me. Amen. It took priority. And I didn't just read it once. I read it multiple times. Come on, somebody. The first place you go to is the love letter. Come on, this is a love letter to you, the Word of God. Amen. Commune with Him. Let it be the first thing you did. We're talking about, you know, this meeting that's going to be happening in Bradford. Uh, Reverend Harry Gomes, you know, I sat with him. He's a mighty man of God. Mighty man of God. I sat with him. We were traveling. He was telling me... um, that the first, the first person he speaks to every morning is the Lord. The first, the first thing he reads in the morning is the Word. The first one he writes to is the Lord. The first one he listens to and gives space to consult the counsel of God and wait upon the Lord is the Lord. The last one he writes to, the last one he listens to, the last thing he reads is the Word. It, He's the first and the last. And, and I certainly did that, you know, um, just using that example. The first letter I opened was the letter from Evie. Someone say priorities. So a, a real basis of prayer is this. It's, it's not so much be focused about the rules of prayer, but the one who you're praying to. Can have a big amen. Amen. And this is powerful. We're going to baptize some people in, in Luke's gospel, Luke chapter 3, verses 21. It says, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized out of obedience. And while he prayed, notice what happens when you pray. While he prayed, the heavens opened. How many know that when you pray, come on, heavens open. And you're liable to hear from him. He did. He heard his father say, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Amen. 
You know, prayer is not yelling to God. It's not wailing to God. It's not mourning. It's, it, it, it's, it's not wailing your, your situation to the Lord. Just turn real fast to Isaiah 50, 56. Is anyone getting anything out of this this morning? Are you getting anything? Well, I'm grateful. That's good. Thank you. Uh, verse 7, look at this. It says, um, it says even, even them I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in the house of prayer. It is a joyful thing, praying. Amen. Look at this. A few more scriptures before, before we're done here. Matthew's gospel, Matthew chapter 6, verse 5. Notice this. Matthew 6, verse 5. It says, and when you pray... You shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogue on the corner of the streets that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you that they have their reward. You know what prayer is? Prayer is not impressing other people. Prayer is not just, you know, being seen by people. Prayer, Jesus said, don't do that. So there are some principles and, you know, to prayer. Prayer is not praying repetitious prayers. It's not chanting. The Lord said, don't do that. Amen. Hebrews. Oh, man. Thank you, Lord. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7. It says, who in the days of his flesh, talking about Jesus, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications. How many know if the Son of God, Jesus, the Christ, the righteous, if he offered prayers and supplications, how many know we have to too? It says, with vehement cries and tears to him, his Father. We pray to the Father in the name of Jesus, who was able to save him from death and was heard because of his godly fear. Verse 8 says, though he was a son, yet he learnt obedience by the things which he suffered. And having been perfected, he became. Someone say that. He became. He became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. As he prayed, he became. He it, it, it showed the Father of his reverence to the Father. And through prayer, he became. I was thinking about this. Just turn real fast. Romans chapter 4, 17. I'm going to read a couple of verses. It says, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him who he believed, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which be not or do not exist as though they did. Who contrary to hope in hope believed that he became the father of many nations. See, God had made him a father of many nations, but he had to become what God had made him to be. Can I, can I, can I have a big amen? God's made you who he's made you, but you become that. Lionel Messi, anyone heard of Lionel Messi? Um, he's a famous football player. You know, he, he made people say, you know, he was born with natural talent. Yeah, but he, he, the Messi you see on your TV screens today, with all his skills and his tricks and his speed and his technique and all of that. You know, how many know he wasn't born with that? He became, that was in him, but he became that. Amen. God has made you who he's made you, but you've got to become it. And Jesus, in the days of his flesh, Jesus the Christ, he prayed prayers and supplication. I mean with vehement tears. There was, a, there was, there was passion in his prayers. Amen. 
and he became who he was. I submit to you, prayer, we become. Amen. But the foundation I just want to cover in this, in, in this morning's um, service is um, it's, not about, it's not about just talking to God about your problems. It's, it's being one with him. You know, remember, remember the chap called Adam and Eve in the cool of the day talking to God? What were they talking about? They were praying. How many know that's communion with God? What, what were they talking about? They had no kids. They had no enemies. They had no neighbors. There was no sorrow. They had no financial trouble. There was no uh, sickness. There was no fear. There was no anxiety. There was no, you know, economic issues. There was no ru rumors of wars. What were they talking to God about? <laughs> oh, man. Come on now. Prayer had nothing to do with talking to God about their problems because they had none. Prayer in its purest form, prayer in its original uh, uh, design was to have fellowship and to become one with God in their thinking, in the way they acted so that they could really truly be the ambassadors of heaven on earth. Amen. The number one priority was, and ought to be, always has been, this is the, the original priority of prayer, has always been, always will be, and al always has been, and, uh, and is, and always will be, connecting with God. All the other stuff, all the problems will iron itself out if you get that right. If you get that right. John 17, verse 11. John 17, verse 11. Jesus praying. He said, Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given me that they may be one as we are one. He repeats it in verse 22. He repeats it again in verse uh, 21, 22, 23. Make us one. Make us one. Make them one as we are, as we are one. So that they can act like, uh, act like me, think like me, love like me. Forgive like me through fellowship with thee, Father God. This is, this is the backbone. Oh, man. That's scripture. John's gospel. Oh, man. How many know God? He owns it all. I'm not saying you don't go to him for, uh, you know, for, for help and aid. He is your help and he is your aid. He is your fortress and your strong tower. That you run into and are safe. Amen. You know, he has it all. How many know God owns it all? He has everything that you need. All the strength, all the wisdom, everything. Who, why, why, go to, why go to someone else? Why go to somebody else? Now, God has answers in other people for you. You understand what I mean? But go to him and he'll lead you to those people who have the, who, who have the answers for you. But fundamentally, you go to him. Amen. And so, um, even in answering, you know, since we talked about uh, Saul of Tarsus, you know, when he, he asked the question, what is it that you want me to do? The, the Lord told him, go into town. You'll find out. I've got people there who will tell you your calling. This is a, an important guy in the Bible. This is Paul we're talking about. 
Jesus, you had an opportunity just to lay it all out, what it is that you want him to do. And, and you're relying on somebody else to send the message? Yeah, because God calls us into community. Amen. And so this is, this is important. But um, here, here Jesus said, Luke 16, verse 23. And um, it says, and in that day you will ask me nothing. Because we, we don't, how many of you can talk, you can talk to, you can talk to Jesus and you can talk to the Holy Spirit, but we don't pray to Jesus. We, we pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. He said, you're, in that day, this is that day, you'll ask me nothing. He said, um, but most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. So the one you go to is the Father. He's your source for everything. He, he, owns, he owns everything. And this is why, um, you know, I, and this is, it makes me laugh because, you know, people are so upset about, you know, giving what he's given you to him, but he owns what, what it came from him originally. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> everything that we have that we get to give to him is really, he gave it to us in the first place. You know, it's like the guy who was, um, I'll end on this story. Some of you may find it funny, others may not, but let's see how well this goes, all right? Um, there was a guy in an airport. He was early. He had a bit of time to spare, but the airport was packed. And so he thought, you know, what else am I going to do? Uh, I'm going to eat some donuts. I'm going to get some coffee. And so he found a donut place. Nothing like donuts at an airport when you've got time to time to time to kick anyway he he bought a bag of small donuts you know like tim hortons you know i don't want to like get in the flesh for for a second but you know how the you have those fillers what do you call those tim's tim tim bits you know and so he he got a bag of he got a, ba a bag of donuts and he got a coffee and he was trying to look for a place to sit and and it was packed it was a busy time people flying all over the place but he found this one table and it was like a, a single table. There was two chairs. One guy was already sat on one side. But he went over, put his, put his coffee on the table, got his bag, put it on the, on the floor, and put his coat on the back of the seat. And uh, then sat down. And then he grabbed a bag of uh, the donuts. And he just started eating his donuts, enjoying and you know. And the guy who was on the opposite side of the table, he reached over and put his hand in the bag of donuts and grabbed a donut. I know, exactly. I would have, I would have gasped like that. And he, he, he started eating the donut with a, big, with a big smile on his face. And the guy was fuming. He thought, the audacity to put your hand in my bag of donuts and take a donut and eat it and smile at me. So he did like a body, you know, he turned his body. So he did it like a body posture that, that, that shouted, do not touch my bag of donuts. So he turned his body this way. When the guy had, you know, finished eating the, the first donut, he reached right over again and put his hand in and grabbed another donut and bit it and smiled when the guy was done you know licking his fingers he got up evidently it was his time you know to to get his his flight man the guy was fuming he said man i'm telling you i felt like punching the guy but i was in public so i was controlling myself i don't know what you would have done but food is precious you know i don't know especially when you spend how much you spend at the airport for stuff, it's like three times the price. 
And so anyway, um, he then finally realized the time. After a while, he realized, oh, gosh, man, I've got to get up and get my stuff and go to my, my, my gate for my, my plane. And then he went and got his jacket on. And then he reached down to grab his bag. And there was a bag of donuts on top of his, his bag. He realized the bag of donuts was not my donut. It was his donuts. <laughs> so this, this rude man, inconsiderate individual who was putting his hand in my donut bag and smiling at me was really, he was sharing his bag of donuts with a big smile on his face. And all the while you got mad because he was taking something that was his and you were claiming it as yours. Some people find that funny. The point is, the moral is this, everything that God has given us he gave it to us. It's he owns the bag of donuts. So I don't go and play one bed. He said, oh, you ten, 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 is it ten, 10 donuts in a bag? No problem. You can have one donut. You can have two donuts, three donuts. You understand what I'm saying? But my point is that he owns. He is your source. I want to pray for you. Father, I want to thank you for being our true source of supply. That you supply our every need. And you get, Lord, I pray that you would help our, us with our perspective concerning really what has been given to us and where we can get more help. That you are our everything. And I pray that as it was prayed earlier in the service, that we would get a real revelation of really who you are, that you are Father, Father God, and that it would launch us, that revelation of who you are and who you are to us would launch us into that mode of prayer where we would just be like this. Father, we hallowed your name. We glorify you. It's about who? You. Not about all the hows and, the, and, and what to wear and when to pray, but Lord, it's about you. And I pray for a personal revelation of your person. In the name of Jesus, we pray that you would touch even in the night hours. Uh, you would touch people even in the night hours this week, Lord. Wake people up and show people yourself. Reveal yourself as real, just like you did when I was younger. You revealed yourself as, as real to me. So, Father, that we would put aside all our sophisticated, you know, practices that are trying to replace our passion and energy for you. That we won't be so caught up in the formula of prayer, but we would be caught, so caught up in who you are that, Lord, we'll find ourselves praying, not amiss, but praying accurately. What needs to be prayed over our children and our nation and our city and, and whatever needs to be prayed out will be prayed out because, Lord, first things first. It's about our love connection with you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Are you receiving this prayer this morning? Thank you, Lord. Father, I pray just for a hunger to hit us all afresh in the name of Jesus. From the oldest to the youngest and every one of us in between. Every one of us in between. The first ones we'll be going to, first person we'll be going to is you. The first letter we'll open is the love letter that you've already written to us. In Jesus' name, amen.